After the Earth was used up, we found a new solar system and hundreds of new Earths were terraformed and colonized. The central planets formed the Alliance and decided all the planets had to join under their rule. There was some disagreement on that point. After the war, many of the independents who had fought and lost drifted to the edges of the system far from Alliance control. Out here, people struggled to get by with the most basic technologies. A ship would bring you work. A gun would help you keep it. A captain's goal was simple. Find a crew, find a job. Keep flying. Welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks Podcast. I am joined once again by the usual cast of characters. First of all, the numbers guy, the keeper of the inner sanctum, Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? I aim to misbehave today. Ooh. And with a freshly minted uh, bill of health, the clown prince of collecting, the dirty old geek, the art guy, Brian Needs One. How are you, Brian? COVID free. COVID free indeed. COVID free. And I, of course, of the world's oldest kid sidekick, I am the words guy. I am Lance, and I am a leaf on the wind. Watch how I soar. So, uh, so Brian, you got some uh, you got some news for us this week? You know what? Not a uh, not a whole lot happened, but they did announce the last season of Supergirl. Right, season six will be it. There was some speculation whether it was. Uh, Melissa Benoist is just done with it, or uh, the ratings were terrible uh, because the ratings were terrible. Well, and it's it's on like Sunday night against like football and The Simpsons, and you know, you know what? I I was shocked. Stargirl, of course, burst out this year, yeah, uh, to huge ratings, and and was really predominantly the winner. But Flash overall internationally, nobody touches it. Really? No. Yeah, that surprised me. It will be the last season, more than likely, for Legends of Tomorrow. I've heard just rumors that it could be the... It's not the last season for Flash, but a lot of people are talking about leaving. Mm. What happened to the Superman TV show? Dude? It's still coming. Okay, it's still coming? It's okay. still coming. So they're getting rid of Supergirl, and they're going to start up a Superman one. Then. The Superman okay. Lois Lane. And then they have a new one, and I just heard about it yesterday, so I haven't had time to explore it, called Kung Fu. Legends it's a Berlanti. still continues. Yeah, it does. Oh, is it going to be like like Kung Fu from back I have in the not day? looked into it at all. Huh. But they start filming, I want to say, November-ish. I mean, huh. I know Stargirl is filming, starting to film first week of October. Uh, Supergirl starts filming first week of October. Uh, I believe Flash is second week of October. I mean, so those are all kicking in. But uh, Kung Fu is the one that it's, it starts filming a little later, but I have heard nothing on it. I wonder if it's going to be like the the one with uh, Carity, the white like a western. It's supposed to be a young, young Chinese wo- American woman. Oh, okay. So drops out of college and goes on a life changing changing journey to an isolated monastery. Oh, you can Google. It. You can. Uh, you know what? You I can... was gonna. It's a little early in the uh, in the in the podcast to just throw out. I'd a, say go ahead. Fuck you. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a punch. Throw a punch. Come on. Um, 
the uh, set stills from Batgirl or Batwoman um, with the new Batwoman. They released with the. Um, you know what? I I think that she, she's in the uh, original Batwoman costume. I don't think it's gonna last long. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably change it up a little bit. Yeah, you think? I think that it's just the first uh, episode. Though it, they should be filming the second or third, I think. Yeah. But anyway, and the new Batmobile, which I can say that you probably will get more excited about the Batmobile than you will about Batwoman. Wow. It's wow. pretty cool. And I don't know if they're calling it the Batwoman Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't call it the Batman Mobile. I know, but there is a distinction. It's got a breast on the front or what? The headlights protrude. <laughs> <laughs> Car pokies. Headlights. Well, yeah, I didn't want to go there. That was cheap. Oh, oh that was cheap. That oh, was cheap. <laughs> A little early in the podcast. Get it out of your system. <laughs> but it's, that's about it. That's that's really all the news this it's week. It's never out of the system. Never. Never. All right. So, in our continuing celebration of our favorite decade of movies, the 1980s, we are... Uh, Talking 1986, and I, I will tell you, just looking through things, there wasn't a whole heck of a lot there, but what was there was like, wow. Yes. I turned 21 that year, so I don't remember anything. But, God, you are so old, dude. I'm so old. I'm a year older than him. I was going to say I was 20? <laughs> I was still in no, high school. No, yeah, 20. My that would have been 20. All right, 19. Well, God, I don't want to go fucking back to that Jesus Christ <laughs> thing. Fucking God. I don't think you'd live through going I back. I wouldn't live through going back. All right, well, uh, let's get the low-hanging fruit out of the way, at least for me, and I know you guys are big fans too, but my like my favorite cult movie of all time is Big Trouble in Little China. came out this year. Crazy uh, John Carpenter-directed Kung Fu Action Cinema. I'm calling that one low-hanging fruit, and we'll just you we'll get what? that You know what, I looked at the, the list way. and went, yeah, favorite yeah. movies in 1986 that aren't. Big trouble. In yeah, yes, pretty much. It, it pretty was, much. It was okay. my top selection of this year. Also. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, oh, I forgot. We need to get 15 minutes on the clock here. You miss a week. You miss a lot. <laughs> we forget all the rules. Yes. <laughs> this is how long our attention span is. <laughs> Wait, is this, and this makes for interesting audio. While I pull up the egg timer on my phone. Uh, egg egg egg? All right, for 15 minutes on the clock. <laughs> scrambled? Scrambled. You're scrambled. Right, for 15 minutes on the clock, uh, Keith, what is your uh, one of your top movies from 1986? Um, I will go with Labyrinth. Okay. Ooh. Jim Henson with uh, Jennifer Conley and David Bowie. It's a, fucking great. It's Tom it Cruise, is. right? No, that's Legend. No, that's Legend. Oh, okay. Okay, this I'm getting is, This is uh little girl wishes her... Brother would go. Her baby brother. She's got a babysit all the time. Would go away, and and the Goblin King, uh, David Bowie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that has to be free. Has cool. his Goblin Stealer, and she spends the movie trying to get him back. You know what? There is a whole. Uh, I was going to call it urban legend. There is. It's not an urban legend about the cod piece that David Bowie is wearing. What kind of legend? Film. What kind of legend is it? But uh, but all I'm going to say is <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Oh my God. And and, and the Muppet. Worked in that with Ludo and oh, fucking brilliant! That's Jim Henson ruled yeah, the world. Yeah. It was fantastic, fun, good music. I mean, it's got music in it, so Lance may not watch it, but yes, it does. Oh well, in that but case, it, forget it's, it. It's, it's oh, but it's Bowie. Yeah, it's Bowie. 
Yeah, it's got both. See, David Bowie, that transcends music, dude. Yeah. All right, well, on the subject of music, I'm going to go with mine. Again, I'm just such a huge fan of Walter Hill, and I hardly believe that he directed this one but Crossroads. Yes, that was on my list. With the... Uh, Ralph Macchio. Yes. And Steve Vai. Yes, yeah, Steve Vai. Yeah. yeah. The whole Robert Johnson selling your soul for, for blues, yep. and then at the at the end, oh, they're cutting heads down at the at the roadhouse yep. with a big old white boy by the name of Jack Butler, and it's yep. Steve fucking Vai. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, man, but it's it's a great movie. It's like, you know, kind of... Uh, Jimmy Gertz in it? Yeah. It's it's the devil went down to Georgia. It is. Yeah, it, it really yeah, is. Yeah. No, and and uh, the end scene is just, uh, Ry Cooter did all the blues work on it. Steve I was the, the shredder guitar player at the end. They have, they're cutting heads and have a guitar battle at the end. And, uh, it's freaking fantastic. I, one of my, one, an underrated classic, let's put yes. it that way. Uh, Karate Kid does the blues. Karate Kid yeah. does the blues. There, that's an excellent explanation. All right, Brian, what's, uh, what do you got? Uh, my number three is uh, Night Mother. We've talked about it yes. before, Sissy Spacek and Bancroft. It's a little film. Uh, okay, help me out. I still have to re- watch re- it. Refresh my memory on this one. The mother discovers that the her daughter is going to commit suicide, and that is the whole that's how of the it begins. Film. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole of the film. Oh, is wow. These two dealing with the <clears throat> fact that the daughter wants to kill herself, and the mother is talking her out of it. Oh, wow. It's an incredible film. Wow. It's an incredible film. And it, and it just and it happens over an evening. Uh, it's just, and it's Anne Bancroft and Sissy Spacek. You can't. Yeah, that's a pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, if you're just doing cast. a character piece, those two would yeah. be, are are two that I'd pick for it. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to say is is in real life it's funny uh, because Mel Brooks was married to Anne Bancroft <coughs> for many many years. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yes. And in the relationship, if you knew those two socially, Anne Bancroft was a funny one. <laughs> and she only did drama, and she was un- she's an unfucking believable actor. I mean, just top of the line, right? Legend. She's an unbelievable dramatic actor. She was the funny one. Mel Brooks live is not all that funny. He's not a funny guy. He does, and he's not. He's certainly not as vulgar as you would imagine him to be, at all, even a little bit in real life. Really? Yeah, he wow. gets all that out on film. Okay. All right, that's but that's all right. Cool. Okay. All right, Keith. What's uh, what's your next one? Uh. It's going to be the second in uh, Savage Steve Howard uh, trilogy. I figured it would be this one. Three One Crazy Summer. It's, uh, it's Cusack again. Cusack again. With, uh, you got Bobcat Goldweight. You got uh, Joel Murray. You got Demi Moore. It's, uh, yeah, Demi Moore playing kind yes. of a hippie chick. Yeah, she's a hippie chick. A hippie chick trying to save her uh, the the old folks home. They're... they're Grandfather lives in so. And correct me if I'm wrong. This is that. That's the one with the great scene where Bobcat Goldthwait is wearing the Godzilla. Yes, yes, he outfit, up, and yes. He, they somebody throws a cigar in his mouth, and they show him stomping yep, around, stomping the, the, in, in the, the Asian guys laughing the yeah. whole time. <laughs> that's you know, that's a great. Yes, yeah. dude, we should do we Savage should do Steve, a Savage Steve, a Savage Steve episode. Yeah, I but. like you, Savage, but nah, I'm not gonna do you. Go. Really, <laughs> really. <laughs> I figured he's coming off illness. Someone's got to fill in for Brian. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go with my second one here. And, uh, again, this is one that I, I, I think people have seen. But uh, you don't hear a lot of people talking about it, And that is The Color of Money. I almost put that on the list. That's right. a brilliant fucking That's, well, one of my I, it's, it's, I am a huge fan of the original The Hustler. The Hustler. Yes. The Hustler's fan. And this is Scorsese's kind of indirect sequel to The Hustler with sequel, Paul Newman. Yeah. And uh, and Tom Cruise. Yeah. And oh god, who's uh, um, is it? Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. I believe so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's um, 
it's yeah, it's basically a pool movie, but it's the most interesting pool movie yes. outside of The Hustler. And um, I think Paul Newman got his Academy Award for this one. Um, yes. Forrest Whitaker is like the best it's hustler. One of, it's he's one of like his, one of his, his earliest first, roles. Yeah, first roles. He's like the best hustler in this. Yeah. And uh, fast Eddie gets hustled. Fast Eddie gets hustled, and that's kind of what puts him on the path and stuff. And it's uh, it's really a fantastic movie. Uh, it's a great. It's an underrated yeah. Tom Cruise flick. It's yeah, one that does yes. not. Yeah, this is one. Yeah, this, if you want to see Tom Cruise like acting, he's he's acting yeah. in this one. He's not yeah. just being Tom Cruise or whatever. So, all right, uh, Brian, what do you got? Uh, my second, again, another little. I don't know that it was a little. Peggy Sue got married. Oh, first I of think all, that is the first movie I ever saw on an airplane. Of really? all weird things, yeah. Well, that's a bit of trivia. First of all, it's a fun little movie, I think. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kathleen Turner goes back to, like, high school. Like, goes back 19, in time. Yeah, 1950. Right. And Nick uh, Cage acting? Nick Cage <laughs> is her husband, and uh, she goes back and sees him as the young man yeah. she fell in love with. The scene that still uh, stuns me and that Kathleen Turner pulled off so well is when the grandparents call. And first she sees mom and dad who have passed on, but then she gets the call from her grandmother. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just her reaction on, you you only get her on the phone yeah. Yeah. with uh, being able to talk to somebody that you love again, um, that you didn't even realize you missed as much as you did. Wow. She pulls yeah. that off so well. In that. I mean, like I said, it's a silly little film, but uh, there's some, some really... Uh, Tender moments. Yes. Okay. Hidden gems. So that's my number two. All right, cool. Wow. All right, Keith, what's your uh, what's your tops? It's a heavy, heavy. Well, my tops was uh, big trouble, big trouble. But um, I actually don't. I'm, I'm not gonna the, the low hanging another low hanging fruit. I'm gonna let one. someone else have. So I'm I'm not. This won't be my tops, but it's it's uh it's gonna be uh, another one I liked a lot. Um, it's a hitcher. Oh. You know what I? I See Thomas Howell, is Rutger Howard. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Rutger it's a creepy little suspense. Yes. Yeah. It. It's. It's. I don't even know how to describe it. it it's. It keeps it's, you on your seat. You, you, I thought you were going to go with another film that starts with H. That was what? What's oh, I thought. Yeah. Okay. That's. What is that? Low hanging fruit. That would right, be way low hanging fruit. We could bring it up. We could bring way it up. low hanging. Did Hudson fruit. Hawk come out there? No. No. Oh. Wouldn't that be fucking weird? <laughs> I'd put that on the Yeah, list. it's kind of it's kind of like almost like a slasher movie, but it's not. Yeah, it, yes. it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not over the top brutal. No, but no. yeah, it, it it was. It's it, Rutger Hauer, and it's, yeah. it's a bad guy. He's a psychotic truck driving killer. Yeah. Yes. So I really enjoyed that. I haven't seen it in a long time, but when I saw that was on there, I'm like, oh, that's a definitely. A you know mention. what? I'm not gay, but if I were, I'd do Rutger Hauer. Now. Okay. Yes, even now. Wow. Even now in his dead-like state. <laughs> All right, well, um, you t- again, taking big trouble off the list here, uh, and, and one that is fantastic that I don't hear a lot of the people talking about, um, Running Scared. Oh, I'm yeah. Scared. Gregory Hines, Billy Crystal. Again, the 80s had action comedies, which yes, I don't yes. think they do well anymore. No. The buddy cop comedies, yeah. which is really And, it's a great, and those it's two had just that. great chemistry. Yes. They did. They had fantastic chemistry. Jimmy Smith is the bad guy. Uh, Joe Pants is like a henchman. Filmed in Chicago. A great Chicago film. Great car chase on the L tracks. I still yeah. am amazed by the car chase on this and stuff like that. The uh, I should find out what happened to Gregory Hines. He was great. 
Yeah, you know what? And that's again, yeah. you don't hear no. that much about him. And he was such like a multi-talented guy. He was a dancer oh, and yeah. he was an actor and all that kind of stuff. No, he was great. He was, he was big in the eighties. Yeah, he really was. All right, Brian, what uh, what do you got? My last one will have to be the uh, greatest sports film ever made. Hoosiers. Ah, okay. Uh, Gene Hackman, um, Dennis Hopper. Oh, it just uh, the greatest, greatest sports film ever made. No, I, I'd, I'd argue he's that. So much but. crying. Huh? I said you're almost crying. It, it, uh, it, I, no, it is. A, you would fantastic. argue that. Um, you son of a bitch! You would argue that. <laughs> you know what, my the wrestler is. doesn't count. Even not, though not it's got Marissa no, 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 no. I've already said what I think the greatest sports movie on the cult episode. I said what the greatest sports movie of all, all time is. So. Brian song. Slapshot. You know what I would I you know what? Yeah, <laughs> that's a tough no. one. Hoosiers is the greatest sports film of all time, uh, but sports Slapshot. comedy. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, anyway, Hoosiers, Gene Hackman, uh, it's a hell of a role. It's, Dennis Hopper. He's the basketball coach who got fired because he hit one of the students, and, and he builds this team. Just a great Indiana ba- high school basketball. Indiana, I, yes. I, I love that. And the, it's the, a true the, story. The scene that sticks with me is when he, like, they're in the finals, and he takes the team out in, the in like, the arena. Yes. And he measures it, and he's like, same measurements, like just like home, and yeah. I was just I, I, like I get chills just like yeah. like talking about that, you know. Yeah. I, I, I totally to your point, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it just is. What's our runners up? Oh well, okay. We let's get the two low hanging fruit out of the way. Highlander came out this year, yeah. Yes, and Aliens came out yes. this year, yes. Oh, and also throw a Ferris Bueller, yeah. Oh, yes. Ferris. I didn't even have it written down. Ferris. Yeah. I just, Ferris Bueller. Just okay. as low hanging fruit. That's just yeah. talking. Okay. Um, trying to get in it like like number three with an asterisk for me. Name of the Rose. Oh, that's a. Uh, I didn't even see that. What a Sean I, That would have been on my list. Yeah. yeah. That's uh. They just recently did like a mini series on on one of the. Which Tilly is at the mag? No, it's not. Tilly's not in it. It's a different one. No, oh. it's got um. Oh jeez. Um. I think isn't it is it River Phoenix or is it uh, Christian Slater who's like the I young mom? Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Um, uh, Rob but, Perlman's the Hunchback. It's a monk detective story. It's yeah. it's freaking Fucking like great. I, I love those kind of genre bending movies yes. like that, you know. And it's just it's a detective story with a monk in a monastery, and it's the like the payoff is fantastic. I haven't seen it since it came out. So. Oh, and it's got one of the um, the greatest dirty sex scenes in it. Okay. <laughs> thanks for uh, okay. thanks for bringing that up. I'll throw oh, you know what? Shut up. You I'll, guys were thinking it too. I'll throw out something else then. Uh, I know I mentioned it before, but fifty two pickup. Yes. Okay. Did that come out this year? I st- I had yes, that on, did, literally did, on my did come out my this feed year, to watch. So I'm I'm just stand noting, by me. Stand by me. Really? Wow. I didn't. Yes. I didn't and that. I'm going to say uh, the introduction the introduction of Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter. Oh, in Manhunter Man with William, William Peterson. Peterson. Yeah. yeah. Howard yeah. the fucking duck. Come on, guys. I know that you hate it, but I love Leah Thompson so much. I well, she's fantastic. Well, she's fantastic in that movie. Yeah. But you it's know. a fun movie. I, I I don't have a problem with it. It's the first Marvel movie. Is it really? Yes, it is. I'm also going to throw out Blue Velvet, which is freaky as shit. Freaky as shit. <laughs> but um, it's David Lynch, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And Children of a Lesser God. If you haven't seen it. First of all, refresh my memory on Children of the Lesser God. She's deaf. It was the um, oh yes, I've seen it. Yes, William Hurt 
And I can't remember the name of the the woman. She was at, she's actually dead. Yeah, she's oh, always Marley 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 Man. 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 Yeah, that was yeah. her debut. Okay. Uh, well, you just say William Hurt in that. That's, you talk about actors that make everything better. William Hurt makes everything. Except for yeah. an interview. I, I'm gonna throw out. He has no personality. But my fucking god, can he what what he can do on a screen? Uh, Children of a Lesser God, though, if you haven't seen it, pick it up. It's 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 just an amazing little and the title. Has one of the, it's one of those titles that has stuck with me since nineteen. I was going to say, yeah, that's like a... It's when you always hear. That's kind of a poetic... It's got it's, very a yes. poetic... Uh, it, it's very deep, and it's very... Uh, the meaning behind it is incredible. We did a buddy cop movie. I'm going to do a buddy crime movie. Wise Guys with uh, Danny DeVito and uh, Joe Piscopo. They're, they're, they're low-level mob guys who... who I yes. do not. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yes. Hell yes, it is yes. Funny as hell. They're, they they they're, they're uh oh what's his name uh I forget their boss but uh, Captain Lou Albano plays Frankie the Fixer and they Captain Lou Albano the the wrestler yeah yeah, yeah. he's in the yes yes okay and uh they end up having to go do something for go place a bet for the bot boss and uh, Danny Vito's always got oh man no he's wrong it's gonna be this one so they bet on the wrong horse. And, and the, the right horse, horse wins because he fixed it, of course. Frankie fixed it. And so they end up stealing his car and running away. And it's then being pursued by the the, the Okay, now that one's called what? Wise Guys? Wise Guys, yeah. Okay, I have to watch that now because yeah, that sounds it, fantastic. It's a, All right, well, that's 15 minutes for 1986. Ended perfectly. Let us know what your favorites are. Proximity alert. I must be coming up on something. Oh, my God. What can it be? We're all doomed. Who's flying this thing? All right, that would be me. I'm back to work. Well, look at this. Here's a guy here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. Ain't we just? All right, so for this week's edition of the Three Old Geeks Top 3 list, with 15 minutes on the timer, gentlemen... What are your top three favorite Western films? Westerns? Westerns of all time. Six shooters? Have I seen one three? Okay. <laughs> not a big Western guy, are you, Keith? Mm, nah, not really. Although I was more Western guy than I thought when I started looking this over going, oh, I've seen that, I've seen that. Okay. Well, yeah, I got I got a few. Okay. okay. I got some tricks up my sleeve. Right on. An ace? An ace, an ace, in, the, an ace in the hole. Okay. Yeah, get well, shot. let's just find out if it's the dead man's hand. Okay, well, who's going to... Go ahead, Brian. Off. No, go oh, no, Brian. Brian, okay. Brian. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go with Take the low-hanging fruit. We've talked about it before. I... I'm taking it right off the top. Tombstone. Fuck you! I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude. That was my top one. Yeah. You know what? I watched a deep dive on the movie. It's interesting as hell. The guy that they had write it, who started out directing it, directed it for four weeks before they finally canned him. Yeah. And then they brought in this other guy. Uh, Cost- Costamanos yes. or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, who was just a pain in the ass. He was... Uh, Interestingly enough, a lot of the dialogue in that was taken from, like, newspaper accounts of, like, the trial of what, what was said, like, especially, like, the OK Corral and stuff I would like have that. loved to have seen the original director's vision yeah. of the movie. They used none of his footage. No, I, well, that, and that's one of the greatest modern Westerns of all time. Yes. I mean, and I, I, I can't preach this enough. Val Kilmer should have won Best Supporting yes. Actor. He yes. was fantastic yeah. as but Doc But Kurt Holliday. Russell oh. should have taken everything. He's the only reason that film got made. The rest of the cast so hated the director that they all wanted to fucking leave. Really? Wow. wow. Yes. Oh, yeah. They wanted to quit. It's Kurt such... Russell, just on the power of being Kurt Russell, 
kept, kept everyone. everyone together. It's such a great cast, too. It's Originally, phenomenal. Kurt Russell's part was supposed to go to Kevin Costner. Really? really? Who read the script, um, wanted some changes made. And that's why and, he made Wyatt Earp. Yeah. And they didn't, so he went to do Wyatt Earp. The interesting thing was that Kevin Costner had so much fucking juice in Hollywood that A, they couldn't get actors, and B, they couldn't get costumes. Because Wyatt Earp was filming at the same time, and he took them all. Oh wow! Yeah. So every 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 step of the way, Kurt, uh, Kevin Costner was fucking them on this film. And ironically, the one that everybody talks about to this day is Tombstone, yeah. and not yeah. Wyatt Earp. Right? No. Yeah. Oh, it just absolutely destroyed it. But there were a lot of they brought in a lot of I don't know, what are they, reenactors. I wanted to call them cosplayers. Yeah. Reenactors who wore the uniform, who wore brought their, their own yeah. stuff, yeah. so they didn't have to have costumes. Uh, the red sashes, all that shit was just. Uh, shit they threw in because they didn't have uh, actual like yeah. the cowboy costumes, yeah. and they went co- more colorful because those weren't being taken because Kevin Costner wanted the more yeah, bronze realistic, and blacks. Yeah. Uh, and no, it actually was more realistic. The color, the co- cowboys were colorful, but I'm taking too much time. Go. You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, okay. Um, well, that's that's a great one. Um, I'm minor going to be like a laundry list of like the classics and stuff like that. So I'm going to start off with you, you can't talk about westerns without talking about John Wayne, and the best John Ooh. Wayne western of all time is The Searchers. Ah, uh, uh, who? Who? What? Who? You've never you seen can't. The Searchers? No, no, I have. Yeah. I uh, him. Who? Yeah. John Wayne. John. Uh, Marion. Marion Campbell. Well, I'll tell you, um, everybody always said, I, I think it, it was John Ford Western and filmed in Monument Valley, the, the great cinematography and stuff like that. Uh, the a movie you couldn't do now where the uh, the, the, the Comanches kidnap uh, Ethan's niece and stuff like that. And they're, him and uh, Jeffrey Hunter go after her to try to get her back. And, he, and they say that John Wayne just plays John Wayne. In this, he was a son of a bitch. He was a total prejudiced jerk. Uh it's just, uh, it, it's far beyond, it, there's a goofy kind of B-plot with Jeffrey Hunter and this gal, and there's some music and dancing and stuff like that, which I thought was kind of odd for this movie, but the... The, the, the music and the dancing part. Right. They didn't do that but stuff. But the rest oh, of this movie is... The Western. It holds up to It holds up to any modern Western. It is one of the all-time yes. classics, and uh, that's my third favorite, so. Wow. All third. right, Keith. I'm going to go uh, totally off the wall. Blazing Saddles. Oh, How, motherfucker! What is it? What that was great. No, I just didn't even Again, think of it. Another movie you could not make that movie. No, you could day. not make that movie. But how fucking brilliant! I shoot with this hand. Oh God! Man who drinks like that is gonna die. When Gene Wilder is fed. Oh, oh, Cleavon Little. It's just and Cleavon Little. That was supposed to be Richard Pryor. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, and like every great character actor's in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Alex Karras. Yeah, as Mongo. Mongo. Oh, <laughs> and Jesus. And the candy gram. Uh, and then, candy gram uh, for Mongo. <laughs> and of course, you got uh, Har- the great Harvey Corbin. Oh, yeah, yeah, now yeah. go do that voodoo that, that you do so well. Uh, Madeline Kahn. Yes. Who, oh, she's oh, awesome. Shoot. In, she's uh, awesome in everything she does. I, you know what? I just loved her, and I've been watching videos on her. Uh, all week. Yeah, she's uh, no, she, absolutely that. No, that's a great one. That's a freaking. Even though it's like it's the greatest, one of the greatest comedies of all time, but it's yes. like the, the greatest parody. Which makes of a it one of the of greatest time. westerns of all. Yeah, time. it really is. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, that's so, a good one. Uh, for me. Oh, and I'm just gonna throw out a quick uh, uh, John Wayne story. James Bacon, who was a famous uh, writer, 
uh, reporter, Hollywood reporter. He has lots of stories. But he went on a weekend um, train trip with Jackie Gleason and John Wayne. Oh, jeez. And he said he had to leave after the first night because there was no way he could keep up with Drinking? those two. Those two are famous drinkers. Yeah. Oh, famous yeah. drinkers. He said, I thought I was going to die after the first night. Oh, Jesus. Trying to keep up with these two. Anyway, my second, staying with the John Wayne, uh, Rooster Cogburn and the Lady. It's Fill a later your hands, you son of a bitch. Uh, it's a later one with uh, Catherine Hepburn and John Wayne. Um, oh, actually, that, okay, no, I'm sorry. Uh, True Grit was, that's a sequel to True yes. Grit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> uh, John Wayne, I think, won the Academy Award. Kind of I like, believe so, yes. For True Grit, but that's the sequel to it, but it's got Catherine Hepburn in it. Yeah. And, and it's the, he calls her sister. Yes. And yeah, that's a really oh, good one. That, yeah. And, and yeah. No okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, again, we're going to go, uh, I'm going to go with a classic and uh, not for the reasons that everybody might think, um, The Wild Bunch. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it, as much as everybody makes a big deal of the the shootout at the end and the violence at the end and stuff like that, which was groundbreaking, you know, it was, came out in 69, the same year as Bonnie and Clyde with all the squibs and the blood and the bullets and stuff like that. That movie, if you really watch it, is a lot deeper. It's about the end of the West. It's about these guys who are realizing that their way of life is dying. And um, if you if you watch it for something other than... The, if you get into it and you watch it for... You know, everybody knows about the shootout at the end and stuff like that. If you watch it for more of the, the actual content between the Wild Bunch, it's a lot better. And um, there's the scene. There's a scene where William Holden, uh, they've, uh, they've got um, their... One of their guys is Angel. The Mexican uh, general has him captured. They are all kind of trying to forget about him. However, because that they're, they're men of character, even though they're outlaws, William Holden walks into the whorehouse, and he there's like this great shot of him that gives me chills every time. And he just goes, "Let's go," and like the rest of his guys are like, "Yeah, why the hell not?" And it's just, oh man, I I get chills just talking about it right now. But it's fantastic. What, what kind of house was it? No. <laughs> yes, I said whorehouse. <laughs> I beat Brian to the punch for once. Keith, what do you got? I'm kind of turned on. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> uh, what do I got? Um, how can you not? Okay, I'll go with a John Wayne movie because I've seen a John Wayne movie. Uh, Rio Bravo. Oh, yes. One of Howard my Hawks. Howard Hawks, yeah. It's uh, Ricky Nelson and Dean Martin. And, uh, what's his name? Um, you know, it's funny that you wouldn't expect Dean Martin to be so good in West. He's, yeah, he, he, and that, he is that one is, and that just goes to show you Howard Hawks was a great director because he got the perform like the best performance right. out of Dean Martin ever. I mean, Ricky Nelson was like a, a it's like having Justin Bieber yeah. be in a Western or something like that, or whoever the latest pop star is. And he was good in it. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm totally a hundred percent. That was uh, made as a direct answer to high noon. Because High Noon was supposed to be uh, a, an allegory for uh, the treatment of, you know, like the uh, HUAC committee on the, the uh, communist witch hunts in Hollywood and stuff like that. That was supposed to be an allegory for that. Like, the sheriff is all alone and stuff like that. And John Wayne and uh, Howard Hawks' response to that was, well, no, we don't do that. People help each other type of a thing. Yeah. So. Okay, my, uh, my number one pick is going to be uh, The Man's Return to Westerns. Clint Eastwood, oh, the Unforgiven. Yep, that was on my list. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. 
What? It's a great movie. <laughs> was on, you saw that? You saw that? Yes, I did. That is the culmination of like Clint Eastwood as a director and coming through all the, like the different ages of the of the cow cowboy movie or whatever. Yeah. And just putting a putting a like the period on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, dark. The speech story. at the end where oh, I've killed God. everything yeah. that walks on the earth and and I'll come back and I'll kill you and oh man yeah it was fantastic and Clint Eastwood directed Great of course choice. so um, all right well sticking with Clint Eastwood I'm sorry gotta go spaghetti on this one little red sauce uh, good the bad and the ugly yep just yep I mean Lee Van Cleef Eli Wallach. Clint Eastwood, directed by Sergio Leone, scored by Ennio Morricone. The three-way gunfight scene in the graveyard is... going to need a cigarette. I'm going to need a cigarette after this one because that is the... I talk about the, the turret scene in uh, in Star Wars and The New Hope. My second favorite movie scene of all time is the three-way gunfight in... Good, bad, and the ugly. You know what? Who'd have thought the Papa Boner moment for us would be talking about fucking <laughs> westerns? <laughs> is that is? Do we? I, is, I, I I don't think I've had my third. You ever, yeah, uh, what's your third? Uh, mine mine's one of the best ones ever. One ones I enjoyed the most. Magnificent Seven. Ooh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, you know how can you de- deny that cast and and the save we the deal village. in lead, friend. Yeah, yeah, save the village from a bunch of. Again, uh, Eli Wallach got cast in Good, Bad, the Ugly because he was the bandit in that one. Uh, thus, Elmer, like, it's like the one of these great 50s westerns, and then it's this Elmer Bernstein score, and it gets stuck yeah. in your head yeah. every oh, time no I kid. watch it. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. You know, yeah. it's, it, oh, man, yeah. It's, and, I actually saw that at the theater. No, I didn't see that one at the theater. What was, oh, Outlaw Josie Wales. Sorry. Okay. Is that your next one? No. I've gotten three done. Well, that's, that's, well, that's, a, good, got? that's a good honorable that's mention. That's a good honorable mention. Oh, it's an excellent honorable mention. I got tons mention. of honorable mentions. What's wrong with you guys? Yeah. Who shot Liberty Valance? Who so played at the OK Corral? Silverado. Silverado. Oh, we talked about Silverado in the 80s and stuff like that. That's one of my the all-time favorites. Best superhero favorites. Western flick ever. <laughs> uh, the, the My Name is Trinity. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Terrence Hill. He actually yes. does really cool gunplay. I mean, you know, you have the... In what two, is it? My Name is Trinity. It's My, my Name is Trinity. Trinity's still my name. And Sons of Trinity. He was a, a Trinity of movies. Uh, but yeah, Terrence Hill. It, 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 it's, the Trinity it, it, I love talking about this stuff because I hear about stuff that I've never, I've never even heard of that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's I don't know fun. that I've seen it, the entire it, trilogy. It, it's more, what's that? I said I don't think I've seen the entire trilogy. I don't think, I've never seen Sons of, but uh, it, it's more, uh, it's got a little bit more co- comedic stuff. It's sort of uh, gun food before gun food because he's flipping stuff around, trip, you know, it's like if Jackie Chan did a, Oh no! Okay, you, you just sold me on that. Then I got to look that There's up. There's no not been punching, but um, how did I know something? Uh, what about Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid? You know what? Gr- greatest end, greatest, greatest ending great- ever. Yeah, uh, greatest ending ever. What else I got written down here? Oh, five card stud. Uh, okay, yeah, this Dean is the Martin, one you. Is, yeah. I, I keep trying to Dean track Martin. this one down, and I can't find it. But you keep. I'm on I, video cassette. If <laughs> I can't find it on DVD or anything. All right, now that's that's gonna be my, <clears throat> my quest this week. Is this Robert the, Mitchum and and. Dean Martin, Robert Mitchum's a uh, uh, priest who's come to town to get vengeance for his, I believe his brother was killed during a card game. He was cheating. And, I've heard a couple of other podcasts talk about this he's hunting everyone yeah. down. It's really good. Uh, what else? Uh, Apple Dumpling Game. One of the finest westerns ever made. <laughs> 
saw it at the theater. <laughs> One of the greatest westerns ever made. Isn't that Don Knotts and Tim Conway? Yes, you know it is. What? It's I, I'm going to tell you. Tim Conway. Tim Conway's is a genius. genius. Is just absolutely genius. Yes. Hey, watch Old Carol Burnett. Yes. Just he, watch he, Old he, Carol Burnett. He is a more subtle comedy, but he's genius in it. Oh, where, God. Where Don Knotts is the physical com- yes. comedian. Um, what about Pale Rider? Okay, I was actually, the, my two honorable mentions were going to be the two opposite of the spectrum were the kind of supernatural westerns with Clint Eastwood. So you've got High Plains Drifter. Where you kind of, they're kind of hinting that he's like the ghost of this sheriff coming back, and he paints the town red and renames it Hell and stuff like that. But then, yeah, Pale Rider, right. dude, where you're pretty he's sure he's an angel. He's answering the wish of a kid. Yeah, yes. and you're pretty sure he's. Yeah. I yeah. always thought he was an angel. He also pops up and he's there. Yes, I, I uh, Jeremiah Johnson. Yes, with, with Robert no, do you Redford? consider that a western? I would. I would it's absolutely like almost like a mountain man a movie. Or a survival movie. It's, yeah, but it's, it's not a western time. time. It's yeah, it, it's during the time of the westerns. I, I do many things with a horse. They're not racing. Sea biscuit, a really good. <laughs> Black Beauty. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> One of the most underrated westerns of all time. <laughs> what else I get written? Young Guns. Yeah, you know what really? I did. I, you know what I love those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, those, really. those are our favorite westerns. Let us know what yours are. <laughs> really. Must see the benefit in getting involved in strangers' troubles without an upfront price negotiated. These people need assistance. The benefit wouldn't necessarily be for you. That's what I'm saying. No one's going to force you to go, Jane. As has been stated, this job is strictly speculative. Good. Don't know these folks. Don't much care to. They're whores. I'm in. All right, so for the main topic of uh, discussion this week, gentlemen, we're going to talk about one of Keith's passions, and we'll probably one of mine, and we got Brian to watch it. <laughs> Passionless Brian. Passionless Brian. Uh, and we can't have a discussion about this television show without a, a really big shout-out, first of all. Our battle cry? Our battle cry. So on three, one, two, three. Fuck, fuck you, Fox! Fox! And of course, with that uh, that being said, we're talking about Firefly, one of the great cult uh, science fiction shows of all time, uh, which ran uh, in the fall of 2002, created by of Avengers fame Joss Whedon and uh, also of Angel and Buffy fame, and uh, the greatest uh, sci-fi western of all time, without a doubt. And if you guys haven't seen it, it's pa- on pause this right now yeah, and start watching it. Go to Hulu, watch it. We'll still be here. Come back when you're done, and then we'll talk. <laughs> So, uh, so you back? One of the <laughs> so we're hopefully you're back and you didn't turn off the podcast and unsubscribe or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, a, a masterclass in a world building. Uh, the aesthetic of this show was unbelievable. The depth in the characters he he got out of so few episodes. Yes. Yeah, Kate, so, you, you've talked about brilliant. this on yes. numerous occasions. You got nine separate characters that you care about for nine separate yeah, reasons. Yeah. It's it just uh, I I can't think of a show off the top of my head that had such a small lifespan that did so much with the characters they had. Yeah. All right. So speaking of characters, so you've got the captain Mal Reynolds, the veteran of the Civil War. You've got his second in command Zoe. You've got the pilot Wash. You've got the mechanics Zoe. No. No. Kaylee. 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 I'm sorry. Kaylee. She's on. <laughs> Zoe. Zoe does du- pulling double She duty. does, yeah. There's, and okay. then there's the bad guy, Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> and they fly on the ship, Zoe. <laughs> they flow on Zoe. You've got the mercenary uh, Jane Cobb. 
Did I mention Wash the pilot? Oh, yes, yes, I did. You've yes. got the so you've got you've got the ship's doctor Simon Tam. You've got his sister River Tam, and you've got the shepherd uh, Shepherd Book, and uh, you so you've got the basic you know I don't know Star Trek crew members and stuff like that. Except Whedon definitely turns all this on its ear. You know, it's it's almost like um, for some of it, I, the feeling was. Uh, Star Trek meets Lost. Really? You got Lost out of this? Well, there's there's a depth to each character. Yeah. There's a mystery to each character that you don't pick up. There's the there's the override corporation that's uh, that's looking for River. Okay. That you really don't, you know, that has almost an X-Files feel to it. Yeah. Um, but each character has secrets that you're not... Okay, well, jumping onto that, like, I always thought um, Shepard Book, and I know they dealt with this in the comics afterwards and stuff like that, but I always liked the fact that they hinted that he was something else, that he could handle a gun, that he knew all the stuff about military tactics and criminal organizations. When they took his ID. And and he gets the first-class medical treatment. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought that was really, like, uh, I really wanted to see more about that, and, I, and again, I know that they they actually uh, came out with a a, a comic called Shep, the Shepherd's Book or something like that that explained his backstory and stuff like that. Oh, but, I didn't even. So yeah, I, I think that's out of print or whatever. But um, and then you've got uh, the great, and uh, I think Whedon shows. I mean, you guys are bigger fans of Angel and Buffy than I am, but they have these great on. He he really knows how to cast a show. Where you really do feel like these people all know each other and all care about each other or all interact with each other in a certain way. They, um, what Whedon does better than anybody else, and he really does, is he takes a main character that's uh, pretty straightforward, almost boring. Uh, you know, and you can look at it, Buffy um, and, Mal, and Mal Reynolds. Yeah. Mal is a pretty straightforward. He's the guy who has no secrets. He and Zoe really... There's not a lot there. There's things yeah. you could have built in, but you knew their story. They're veterans. They're, and, and I thought that was so interesting that you're, you're kind of seeing that, that post-Civil War Western flavor of the we're on the losing side. Yes. Um, but what he does is builds a supporting cast. That is so interesting. He always has these great supporting casts. Like I mean, like okay, my favorite character out of the entire thing is Wash. Really? And well, and it's just it, it, he's just. Oh, you forgot Anara the companion. Well, Anara, well, well, Burita Picard is is a is my girlfriend. And I don't care what anybody else says, but uh, but Wash just the he's like this secondary character, and they just feed him the greatest lines. He, he gets the best lines. I mean, the opening with the dinosaurs, and oh. you know when they you get introduced to him, and you kind of figure he's kind of a flake. But then he's piloting this ship, and you know he's a really good pilot. Um, uh, Jane Cobb, I think, is the most complex out of all the characters where he's really in it for himself, but then there's part of him that there's something there's noble about there. There's There's, like, something noble about him. He's the most money-grubbing out of all of them. He hypothetically will sell somebody out, but there's something about him that's noble. You, when you look at the first episode when... Uh... The real first episode, the one they played last. The actual pilot. Uh, the, when uh, Kaylee gets shot and he's sitting outside the window of the, the doctors, just look watching yeah. over her. And you think he's only in it for himself, he only cares about himself, but he doesn't. I thought that was 
gives him a, a deepness. Yeah. All right. So, okay, out of the nine characters, who's your favorite character? Who's my favorite character? I like Wash. Okay. I like this. I smart ass. I, I, I don't know. I like them all, but Wash. If you want my least favorite, I could do that. That's probably Simon. Yes, but even Simon. I mean, like it's like picking the, the dog with the least fleas. It's like. He, he's interesting in the fact that he gave up this career as a top-rated doctor to go save his sister. I like it better than picking the ugliest Swedish swimsuit volleyball team than the dog with the least fleas. You're dating yourself. I like dog with the least fleas because it goes along with the kind of the theme. <laughs> it's It goes with the theme. Okay. So uh, the Swedish one, well, that dog don't hunt. Oh, he's got too many fleas? <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, do you have a favorite out of, out you know of the, what? the cast? If if I had to go, I, I would um, – I liked River. I thought she was the most interesting. Um, and I thought Summer Glau did just a phenomenal job. With playing crazy? Not just playing crazy. No, but she playing, got I the know. most meat. Oh, she did. Well, she has the most mis- mystery to her. Right. But, you know, she gets the English accent. She gets to be this and that and the other. And I like the, uh, I would have liked to have seen more backstory to them. Uh, the one scene that they did with her when and her kids, brother. Yeah. yeah, but the whole uh, rewriting the Bible. Yeah. Oh, it's flawed because it's flawed. flawed. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then the hair. Yeah. Uh, which just made me laugh through the rest of the series was just the hair. It's, it's still there. <laughs> it's still it's always coming. I'm putting the hair away. I'm putting the hair away. No, it's, it's still there. there. I, I just, she was most interesting, and I know that in the movie, uh, they kind of deal more with her. But uh, in the series, she was just the most. Uh, yeah, she was the most most layered. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the the whole shooting, and when she looks over at Kaylee and says, "There's nothing in the verse that can stop." Yeah. Me, yeah. Um, that to her made her most interesting to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, only fourteen episodes. Only eleven That's aired. Only eleven aired. Um, do we have okay? So what are our, what are our favorites here, boys? I without without a doubt, Out of Gas is my favorite. Okay, I was gonna say not only is Out of Gas my favorite episode of the series, it's probably one of my favorite episodes of television. I would ever. agree. And just the way it was shot, the the introducing everyone's origins. Well, and, and it was so mul- it was it was so great because there was the multi layered of the origins. The the what led them to this predicament, yes. and then the whole cutscenes with Mal trying to save the ship. Yeah, I just thought that was such a brilliant piece of storytelling and, and and writing. Yes, I um, my only issue with was that it's really difficult to build suspense when you know. What was fucking brilliant was, yeah, the introduction of all of the characters and and how, uh, and a lot of them were much different than they were, um, I wanted to see the progression from what they showed to to where they were. Because it's it's like they do, uh, what was it, year five or whatever in fucking when they jump five years ahead in DC, which I thought was a cool concept. And that's where you're at. You're at year five, and you're seeing these yeah. characters, and then you see their introduction, and you just go, okay, now I want to see how these characters yeah. grew into where they're at. Because that, yeah, and that, I'm going to I'm gonna agree with both of you. I think that that was one of the finest episodes of television. 
uh, and my favorite episode of the series. Okay. All right. So get, getting that out of the way, what, what were some of the other ones? Uh, I, the message. I really uh, liked the message. I liked... There was almost a twist ending. There was almost a twist ending. And when Mal says to him, no, nah, I just held your bullet a little yeah, longer. Yeah, I, I just carried it. Yeah. I just carried uh, the bullet for you. And really, I love a, a philosophical take on things. And to think about, yeah, there's just a bullet out there waiting for everybody. For everybody. And whatever that bullet is, it can be a car crash, it can be a, a heart attack, it can be... But there's a bullet out there waiting for everybody. And until somebody shoots it, you got nothing to worry about. You actually put a better, and I actually probably made me like that that one a little bit more because I didn't think that was one of the, the better ones or whatever. The one, but the one thing I that like, even the average episodes, there was always at least one thing in them that was really awesome, and and in the message, I thought that was the one where. Wash. That's why Wash was the pilot. And, oh, he's the best pilot. And all these these yeah. other outfits are after him. They sh- they finally gave Wash his moment of okay. Well, we're 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 trying to avoid the the Federals or whatever. And he was flying through like canyons and stuff like that. And I just thought that that was like that was awesome. But when he fucking looks up and the guys are flying yeah, above yeah, the yeah, canyon, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, and he's like, oh, he's... never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> that was, but. Also, it starts out with you have the loyalty to the soldiers between Zoe yes, and yeah. Wash. I, I was about to say I like them when I like the few times they flash back to the Thor. The war. I thought showing the bonding and how Mel. It just leads also how Mel got here. Right, too. but then they have to kill him in the end. Yeah, yeah. So they save him and they save him and kill him. Yeah. It it. Uh, Let's not forget Jane's hat. You know the only the only part of that episode that made no sense. Oh, Jane's hat that was fucking. <laughs> no, you know what? To see Jane read the letter from his mother. Yeah. That's where I think, and I and I, I read something online where they were going to deal with the fact that he was actually sending a bunch of his money back to take care of his mother, and I think that was the humanity of the character and stuff like that. It just it, that was a great scene. Yeah. Um, that added so much, and the hat added so much to the character. Uh, I wish they'd have kept that hat on him the rest of yeah, the time. Yeah. But um, the only part of it that didn't make a lot of sense was the relationship um, with Kaylee. Because it kind of came out of nowhere as two kids who pretty much want to fuck. And it turned into this, I'm sorry, Kaylee, and she was the love of my life. Oh, I built a shrine. Uh, you know what? Shut up. It, that, that to me... For such a short time, span. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a little, little, little yes. rushed. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Where the rest of it was just laid out so brilliantly, and then bringing them home, um, and when she gives the the recorder, to, yeah, to the family and yeah. stuff like that, that was pretty good. And they never told him what a piece. You're of making shit me like was. this one a little bit more than I like. Never it. told what a piece of shit he was. Yeah. All right, Keith. Which is your least favorite? Episode? My least favorite episode: yeah. Objects in Space. Really. I actually like that one. Was, that's the last one. It's the last one with uh, the bounty hunter Jubal early. Jubal. Oh Jubal. no, no! I actually like that one a lot. Oh my god! I oh when he looks at Kaylee and says, "Have you ever been raped?" Yeah, yeah. Oh no! There oh, again. There's doctor, parts doctor, of my heart. Doctor, doctor, should, doctor should be shot. Oh. A doctor should be shot before he shot in the leg or <laughs> um, have something amputated. Well, no, and I thought that, again. There's part. I mean, his his performance is one of the things that because some of it was so chilling. And then, like, the crazy stuff that he was doing was kind of like, like, hey, you know, if somebody leaves a room, is it still a room? And I was just like, what? 
No, you know what? The crazy that was him and his interaction with uh, River when yeah. she says, I'm the I, ship. And that's, I, that's the part I hated the most. I just oh. thought that was so goofy. No, you know what? I, I That to me was the most, you like hurting people. Yeah. Well, that's part of the job. No. No. You, no. Because yeah, she's a reader. She, yeah, she's, you like hurting yeah. people. Ah, no, the, the, no. the dog, the, whatever name, dog disappeared. Oh, and, yeah. that, that, gold, that gold retriever yeah. never took to you. Oh, yeah, and the neighbors yeah, yeah. pets. You always you, did weird things with them. Uh, no, that was the most chilling the episode. Serial killer bounty hunter. Yeah, uh, but that when yeah, he, maybe when, it, the whole thing took a turn for me when he looked at Kaylee and said, "Have you ever been raped?" Yeah, yeah no, that, went, that oh, made my stomach shit. turn actually. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then he said, I, "I'm going to do all manner." Yeah, uh, yeah, you as a character. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I just wanted to know more about him. He yeah. became fascinating to me yeah and it's again joss whedon just building yeah. yeah we i don't know to me it's like low-hanging fruit to put it you just put a serial killer type character in there i don't know and that is absolutely my least favorite oh really i'm if i went least favorite probably shindig although there's some great lines in that and, and see I, shindig was one that i i was like ah is this an average episode and the more i watch it the more i liked it there's aspects of it like i like it i mean you know the, the sword fight when mel goes uh mercy is a Mercy is a traitor, good man, and stabs him. I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm all right. Well, I'm okay. Stabs him again. I, but I thought overall it was a so-so episode. I like I like uh, Badger being in there. Yeah, uh, this was a lot of people. This was my introduction to Mark Shepard. Yes, who yeah. ends up on he's in a ton of my favorite shows. He ends up in Doctor Who. He ends up in in he's uh, Leverage, Leverage, he's, and uh, uh, Supernatural. He was in and Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, no, he's a fantastic actor. I'm gonna agree. I didn't like Shindig that much either. <laughs> I like I liked it in the aspect of Mel and Inara's whatever they have. It, you know what? I'm gonna say it in the first 14 episodes because there was only 14. Uh, that got a little too Rachel and Ross for me. Okay. I and and again, I wasn't crazy about Heart of Gold. No, uh, I really like that one. Except the uh, um, uh, house full of whores, you liked? Because they were whores, they weren't companions. They were ladies of the night. But the part that I really liked, I, I really, really liked about that one was, and I know it, you, like you said, it got a little Rachel Ross. However, after he sleeps with the, the her friend, her, yeah, uh, and she and she's like trying to you know snark it off and stuff like yeah. that, and then she goes around the corner, and she starts crying. Yes. I thought that was like two people who can't express the their true feelings for each other type of thing. I thought that was really a really great. But it's great... so overdone. I think it was done well. It was I'm okay. not going to say it wasn't done well. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that. Isn't it a throwback to Marshall Dillon and Miss Kitty? You know, Gold Gunsmoke. You know, um, right. So use that trope. David Addison and whatever. Um, her name and was yeah, I did. I really did like that scene because that just added a whole layer to her. Yeah. That. Um, well, okay. And speaking of Anara, I mean, like, I find that I find uh, that she's she's one of the more interesting characters because she, you know, they they make reference to it several times. She adds legitimate. I mean, she's the most her, respectful. She's the most respected. Yeah, person on that ship. She she's playing a respected trade. But you yes. know what? And and here's what I thought was interesting. And uh, 
she really is a cross between a prostitute and a geisha. No, and that's yeah, that's yeah. definitely where I think where they were going with that. And even the way they dress her, kind of Asian style, kind of yes. Asian, half Asian, half you know saloon girl, if you will. Uh, and Marina Bakarin pulled it off beautifully. Oh yeah. Uh, I was not a huge Marina fan prior to this. Uh, watching it, I see more of the attraction. I'm still not a oh she's the hottest chick on the planet kind I'm, of guy. I'm uh, she's the hottest chick on the planet guy myself. So she's gorgeous as long as her hair is long. When she cuts that hair off, she's not as pretty. Um, I thought she was great in Deadpool, but anyway, uh, I think that was the hottest she's been, uh, in my opinion. Just to objectify her completely, but she plays a whore, so let's not get. I was I'm She's fully I'm fully aware that this is uh this is going to be a whore laden episode. I, I I'm coming uh, Heart of you. Gold was I thought one of the better um one of the better episodes. Uh, I thought it added a whole lot to Mal. I thought it added a whole lot to Inara. Um, I wished that there had been. Um, more of an expression between those two. Not not an expression, maybe a realization. Because I think that Nandy was right in that episode when she says, uh, you weren't completely honest with me. You didn't tell me about her. And that's where she stops. But yeah. her feelings for you, and he doesn't know it. Yeah. yeah. And if she had gotten that line out, it would have changed yes. a ton. Or it at least would have opened his eyes that... There was a whole lot more depth there yeah. for her than uh, than he even knows about. Right. Well, okay. And then in the whole that whole relationship, Armis Reynolds. Yes, that's a great episode. That's too. that's one of my favorites. Okay, and that one was about that was the one with Christina Hendricks in it. The first one. Yeah, the first one was Christina. Yeah. yeah, Saffron. The Saffron episode. Yeah. 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 Um, she can make the Bible so hot. Good <laughs> <laughs> Bible. She, uh, the vibe she had for me, just the vibe, was, uh, remember in Star Trek Next Generation, the archaeologist that Picard falls for? Okay. That's the kind of vibe that I picked up from her, that con man, uh... Okay, I've never, I'm not a big Next Generation guy, so... Oh, well, I don't know, I'd be going to Special Hell. Special Uh, Hell. (laughs) That was, uh, one of the better lines in the whole, for... People who take it. I'm going to special hell. And people who talk in the theater. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, well, and then, okay, but the other but the, the part that I liked about that one was that was early on in the, in the season it's, it's and like stuff like that. So episode, there's yeah. the whole, so Mal gets knocked out with the, the, the goodnight and kiss Nara or whatever. And Anara thinks she's dead. And she, she's like, oh, thank God you're alive. And she kisses him and she gets affected the same way. And then she's trying to make it out like, oh, no, no, I fell and hit my head. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like. Yeah. But at the end, he calls her on it. You're great. You're you're awful grateful. <laughs> Why? Thank you. <laughs> so I'm wondering. Uh, and then out of that episode, I thought one of the coolest hard science fiction scenes of all time. Vera, it's Vera. Vera, the putting the putting the you know because that that's one of the great things about this is there's lasers, but it's like a rich man's weapon. Yeah. Everybody else carries they're, they're, firearms. It's, it's like a prototype. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're cowboys or something like that. And and when Jane loads up his assault rifle in the spacesuit and shoots out the windows of like the, the, the scavenger guys and they and it just I just was like, how come nobody's done that to this point? I mean, that was so cool. I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't either. 
well, most most science fiction shows they don't have. Yeah, I, I know. They're, I, they're no. using they're using projectiles like that. They're using lasers and phasers and other laser type things. Yeah, I love how he, when he sees it's a laser. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna run. Uh, yeah. all right. So uh, my other favorite one is is a, you got to go with just the I obviously the one that kind of you know breaks the mold is is Jamestown. Yes, I, I like Jamestown. It, it it sets up. I think it sets up nicely for later on when they do more with Jane. When they do some more with Jane, showing that Jane was a guy who, even though he had a partner, was willing to sacrifice him for the money. Yes, exactly, and that's the one. It's it's so it's funny. It's funny as hell. Oh yeah, but again, we you know you guys have talked about the Buffy episodes where it's like kind of the stunt episode, but it also adds to the story. Yeah. This one's the funny one. But it also adds layers of character. Like, you do realize that Jane really is out for himself, for the most part. Uh, this le- this legend grows up around him because everybody thinks he, like, threw the money, to the, money for the for the mutters. Yeah. But he actually had to get rid of it because his ship was going down. Yeah. He, he throws his partner off because his ship's going down. Throws his down. partner off first. Before the money. <laughs> yeah. Before the money. And, uh... Cold stitch. <laughs> but, you know what? There's also the, the... Where the kid sacrifices himself for him. Yeah, and, and Jane a, cannot understand that. Yeah, because yeah. well, it, well, it well, Mel sums it up. I, I figure <laughs> every statue out there is made on, you know, made for some son of a bitch. You know, it's uh, it, it it that yeah, not everyone who's idolized is good. No, most aren't. Uh, but well, every single one of them is human. Yes. So, uh, all right. Well, I, okay. So the. Keith, you're probably the biggest fan out of all three of us. Okay. You're the expert. You watch us the expert dozens okay. of times here. Uh, what are your what, like? What are your favorites? Uh, well, again, Out of Gas probably my favorite. I really like War Stories a lot. Okay, so that's the one. That's where... the one where Nishka from the from the fake first episode Train Job comes looking for Mal and because because they actually yeah. stole all the drugs. They episode got money. ten. Episode ten. Episode ten. Yeah, I didn't even look at Google for that. Because it was fucked up on Hulu, so we watch it. <laughs> hey, I thought you were learning stuff. Like, no, no. no okay. Well, okay. So it, I just, it, it shows. I think it shows all the loyalty to Mel on the team. It shows how good a pilot washes. Uh, it just shows. There's, and then of course you got the little side thing with uh, Anara and the. the Government official who turns out to be a woman and, and, and I'll be in my bunk. I'll be in my, every time I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> Jane, grab your weapon. <laughs> and, and, and even Shepard, Shepard going to, to save Mal. Oh yeah. After that, he, after throughout the series, he's questioned if he shouldn't even should even be on right, this ship. Don't bring God into my yeah, ship or yeah, whatever. Exactly, and, yeah. So he's like, you know, uh, you know, doesn't God have some? Doesn't the Bible have something to say about killing folk? Yeah, but it's a little fuzzy on kneecaps. Yeah. It's, you know, there's there's lines in there that work really well. I really liked uh, the fact that uh, Mal's keeping Wash alive while they're being tortured. Yeah. By, by keeping, yeah. you know, you got to be asking yourself, your wife's a mighty fine woman. We spent yeah. a lot of time before we met you. You know, it's just, it, 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 I thought it was really good showing why Mal's in charge. Why, yeah. why, why he has the loyalty he has. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I love the ending, where they're at the. Uh, well, we got to do it now. 
<laughs> take me, Captain. Gotta, take me hard. <laughs> gotta ravage your wife. <laughs> I even liked when, when Mal's fighting with the guy and, and Joey goes, this is something Captain's got to do on his own. No, no, no he doesn't. No, yes. no, I don't. No, that was great. And then uh, it was a Perez shot. That was a fucking Perez shot of all three of them just bam, 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 bam. He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no. You just hear that. Something Captain's got to do. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> It's just the realism that, you know, no, the captain doesn't always, that, that's why he has people with him. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then, uh... I like Ariel, Ariel too, the one between the, the two other ones, the one where they okay, break no, Ariel, into the hospital. I thought... is a Grace Heist thing. It's a great Heist one, and me being the Heist guy, I really liked it a lot. However, the end of that... So oh, Jane? With Jane yeah. trying to sell out River and Simon... Yeah, yeah. And the end of that, where you realize this isn't Star Trek. Not everything gets wrapped up. You know, not all these people are, you know, friends and colleagues and stuff like that. I mean, in fact, the Mal figured out. Yeah. And, you know, and, I got, I got, I got nabbed. You got nabbed because you told on us. Yeah. And, and he's going to basically airlock, yeah. you know, yeah. he's going to airlock Jane and yeah. stuff like that. And I just thought that was really, really good. But then Jane comes around and goes, don't tell him what I've done. Yeah. You know, what do you tell the others? I haven't thought I didn't of sell you. I didn't don't, sell you out, yeah. Mal. Yeah. And he goes, if you you sell anyone out, you're selling me out. So, it's it's uh, like I said, told about a lot about Jane, told a lot about Mel. Uh, all right. So, um, and then okay, so we really haven't talked about a lot about the aesthetic of this and stuff like that. Um, it's really it's a hard science fiction. The opening or the like the closing shot of the opening credits is the spaceship flying over a, a, a herd of wild horses, which Whedon said that sums up the show. Everything you need to know about the show is that. And the aesthetic of this show was so, like, it was like Blade Runner. It was, you know, your basic cowboy stuff. It, it, it was, I mean, like, the, the thought that went into it was really just, like, it was different than everything. Okay. Different than anything else that I had ever seen, and that's one of the things that really that really attracted me to it. You know, they put a ton of thought into this, and it was it was dirty and dusty, and there, there weren't there weren't this bright shiny stuff. There was it, very little of that exactly, and like like or in like uh, at the end of Shindig, where the the guy hires them to move his his merchandise yeah, or whatever, yeah. and the, and they have a hold full of beefsteak of cows. cows. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was. That was brilliant, and then they they and even then like a bunch of dro- cow droppings on the ship. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, and then the, like the beginning of the following episode where yeah. it, where the continuity takes place is, yeah. is Rivers going a little crazy, and he's like, and Mal goes, "Have you ever seen a, a cattle stampede in an enclosed when space?" Yeah, yeah. You know, like I mean, like grinder, somebody yeah. actually thought of that. You know, yeah. so we are gushing about this. Obviously, Brian, you you kind of mentioned off air. You know what? I, the the thing that I had to slog through. For the series, uh, that I will say that later on I got kind of used to, but still never really enjoyed. One of one of Whedon's brilliances is his dialogue, mm-hmm. um, and, and I would say that one of the people I consider to be the greatest at that in a movie ever is Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. and uh, in TV it would be Joss Whedon. To watch Buffy, to watch Angel. Uh, his dialogue is so good. It rings true. Yeah, and 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 there's great there's great snark, there's great wisecracking, but then there's but then there's like the the meat of it and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. I thought that the whole western field of this was 
just so heavy-handed and really so hard and being the words guy fucking i slog through i thought it the western killed it for me i thought the western part of it i loved like the 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 you know the the kind of backwards talk if you will or the 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 retro talk i actually didn't like the fact that that you like and this is one of my, my, my biggest complaints about the show is in, in reading about this, the idea was that the United the, the, the Earth was used up, the United States and China formed an alliance, and they terraformed all these planets. There was, a, and not to be the woke guy or whatever, there was not enough Asia. There was, like, they made hints to it, like, there's they swore in Chinese, and everybody knew a little Chinese and stuff like that. There should have been way more Asian stuff in there. I think there should have been, like, more Kung Fu. I think they should have had an Asian cast member if if China was the the, the other half of the alliance and stuff like that. I, I I really think they were missing something there, and I, I I love the fact that they had like okay Goram was like goddamn and they had Humpin instead of fucking or whatever. Yeah, However, was... and shiny or whatever. And then but I thought where it got heavy handed was all the Chinese. I thought that they you could oh have... no that I thought was brilliant. Nah, see, How they were just flipping in, in and out of that. Yeah. Uh, and everybody every, knew, time, every time someone got emotional or, or, or wanted to say something, you know, offhand, they said it in Chinese. Yeah, uh, and I thought that that was just great because it, the way that they did it was so natural. It was just a natural flow to speak, and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't when they were using the Western euphemisms and the the way of the way of speaking that it it was. Um, well, it was just hard telling. I was, yeah, and that's the part. Of, that's that a part of it that I loved, man. Uh, no, I, I just uh, that to me that I had to that was slog through. Okay, I, I really just okay. Well, that's why you're the pictures guy, and I'm the words guy. So, Ooh. oh, you know what? I love lyrics and music. Uh, if you fuck them up, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, even Zeppelin misses on a couple. And I just thought that was that was a miss for me. Okay. And that everybody, Anara didn't. No, because Anara was supposed to be an educated woman. She was an educated yeah. woman. We've we've reached a point where okay, we're all out in space. It's five hundred years from now, and we've re, we we've resorted back to regressed, if you will. And you know what? I can see, you know, I could see even Mal and Zoe speaking that way. I I wouldn't see the Kaylee. Go state to state. Well, she came from a small town, but world. on a different planet. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm saying is, is if if you even look at those planets as states, how we speak in Illinois is so much different than how they speak in Southern Illinois. True. Get down into Kentucky. Go into Arkansas. Uh, go from Arkansas to Georgia. Go from Arkansas to Texas. These are completely Just different dialects. Different, yeah. There's there's completely different slang. There's so, but you have people from all these different worlds that have come together on the ship, and they all talk the same, and that bothered me. Yeah. I didn't think Wash did it much. He still had that, you know what? And I could go with Wash, just picking up how his wife speaks. Yeah. Which then at that point would be she would have picked up some of how he speaks. And she would have used that because she didn't. But still, it, it, it was it was a little too um, stereotypical Western okay. for me from everybody. Okay, and and I just think that that's a miss on uh, when you're going to these different planets. There would be different ways of speaking. There would be different dialects. There would be different slang. Uh, all of these things would be different. Okay. Um, 
they even have different customs. Go from here to Georgia. That's a 20-hour drive. It's 20 hours. It's a two-hour flight. They have different customs than we have. I mean, I... Well, and I actually think they taught it. They touched on that, like they, you know, even with our, our Miss Reynolds, like, oh, the married, you know, all of a sudden you're married, and yeah. it's like, okay, because this particular sect of on this planet, all you had to do was put a wreath on somebody's head, drink the wine, and have a dance with them, and you're married. Yes. I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, you well, get shindig where you have a sword fight. That's how you settle disputes. It's with a sword fight, which would have been again, old west. You'd have just been southern. You wouldn't have been western. Because that would have been dual of you. So again, you're keeping it in the same time period. Okay. You're just changing up. In the beginning, in the in the in just the which I thought, by the way, I loved how each one started, with either Mal or uh, the Shepherd. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the little explainer at the right. beginning. Yeah. And they say that some are backwater and some are state of the art. It's right. Like aerial. Yeah. But they were all around a Western time period, which I can see. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say because as you got out, especially into the Outer Rim, where these planets weren't as um, high tech. High tech. Well, the... I could see that. But again, uh, I just thought that the dialogue was a little too stereotypical, heavy-handed, and for me watching Joss Whedon, uh, I kept going. Hmm. I would not have. I probably would not have watched it all had uh, this not been one of the more superior series ever on television for world building. The things you mentioned, Uh, the character building, the world building. uh, He created a universe in, what, 11 episodes that people saw, 14 that we get to see now, which um, which I now understand as way too fucking short yeah bring it back yeah the the fact that he got a movie made on a canceled tv show it didn't even go half a year and they got a movie made out of it speaks a bring lot to the amount of fucking people. back huh disney owns it now all right well and Ke- okay so keith you uh, again being the biggest fan of all of us what what were the what, what's your weak point of the of the series other than it was canceled too soon that's the big weak point uh Seriously, and you don't know where we've gone. I mean, they they laid lots of hints out to a lot of different things. Uh, yeah, there was there was a lot of Western stuff, and as we mentioned, in Western top three Westerns. I'm not a Western guy, so the fact so, that I like this, yeah, is, that, is that you like this, that. yeah, yeah. I, you know, but yeah, uh, I, there's not a lot. It's, it's one of my favorite TV shows. Okay, it's hard so to come out. It's hard to come up with. Well, this sucked because I don't think anything sucked about it. Were some of the episodes not as good as the other ones? Yeah, it happens. It, it, I, I don't have the problems. I'm just going to say, I don't think there was an episode I didn't enjoy. There's some that I might have gone, uh. Yeah. yeah. There was a, but by the end of it, there was something to pick and up. They, they never got more into the reverse. Yeah, well, okay, that was the other they, thing. They, that, they set up the reverse in the in the the, the second episode. The, the pilot. It's in pilot they set up the reavers. Right, but they, they deal with the reavers in Bushwhack. Which is the third episode. And that's, again, uh, talk about like something that I it, it's hard science fiction goes, something that I don't think I've ever seen before was, and they explained it, they explained it in the movie in much, in much yeah. greater detail, but the yeah. idea that there's just some people that go out into space and they go crazy. I thought that that yeah, was. I thought book put it well when he when he when they started talking about just yeah some people you know just go crazy but then in the movie they explain what the fuck it was yeah 
I, I love the fact that they <clears throat> had this boogeyman yeah. that they touched on uh, with the, just the one guy who, and you see how it spreads. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Mal explaining that. Yeah, when there's yeah. like the, well, the line yeah. that explains, like like the Reavers, they describe it as, well, well they'll, they'll kill you, rape, or they'll rape you to death, eat you, and make clothes out of your skin, and hopefully in that order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but to see, when Mal's explaining the guy going crazy and saying, you look into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not it's not revulsion. You you become that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, him explain, and then they never really, they didn't they do, never anything, with, to do yeah. anything with him. Yeah. Well, they just didn't. And I yeah. love that you have this boogeyman thing out there that is this ultimate danger. Yeah. Even when the ultimate tough like Jane Cobb is like deathly yeah. afraid of these. Like I'm not going back on that ship yep. afraid. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That yeah. was I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, that. Was probably so, a highlight. Yeah, well, highlight and low light because like they never got to do anything with it, like in the in the TV series. So it's like I'm glad they didn't. But that, that again, well, I would like to have them in there more a few times, a couple times more. But if it went longer, obviously. All right. So do we have to uh, maybe in a couple weeks take it take a look at uh, the movie and do that? Uh yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? I am not one to uh, to get a whole lot into going into other mediums with things. Um, Star Wars would probably be one that, because I like the comics, and mm. I, but I still haven't read any of the books. Um, Serenity is a world that I would like to see more of. Okay. I am... Uh, They've done some stuff with the comics. Yeah, and that's what good. I was thinking. Maybe there's some things we can explore yeah. upcoming to tie it all together. And there's been some novels, which I haven't read yet, but yeah... They've, they've branched out. Do they got them their audio books? Probably. Where they got the guy who's talking at you. <laughs> doing funny voices. Talking at you while he's doing the story. Because <laughs> if they got one of them, one of them their books would be good. I don't know if they got them yet, but that would be a good idea. That there, now that is a dog that hunts. Shut your Goram mouth. So Brian, have we uh, so Brian, have we converted you then? Yes, I am. I am a Serenity fan. I am a Firefly fan. I, I see what you guys are talking about now. Um, if you haven't watched it, uh, yeah, there's you, one of two ways to go: either don't, because you will be you'll be hungry. angry and heartbroken. Yeah, you will be heartbroken. Uh, but if you want, I think probably like you said, and you said it, the the world building that he does on that in 14 episodes. Yeah fucking stunning that i mean it's it's and to imagine where it could have went what 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 he could have done with even a whole season <laughs> even a whole season <laughs> this is this is what equates to about a half a season of most tv shows and everybody knows well not everybody knows because there's hopefully some of you all don't know but fox fucked with him yeah oh yeah through the whole thing yeah he never got to tell the story he wanted to tell no they shifted nights all the time because they had baseball and they had american idol and shit like that and then they uh they didn't show the pilot till the very last episode but they got involved with stories yeah yeah and they wouldn't let him they, they didn't like things. Oh, yeah. the yeah, executives didn't like yeah. it because it wasn't you know star trek yeah 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 um yeah i i so did i would love to see what he could do with yeah just a season just being able to do what he wanted to do yeah that would be nice. Yeah. All right. Five star uh, series, uh, cult series from uh, the three old geeks and shiny. Let's go be bad. Well, guys. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I'm gonna have to go down to four and a half because nothing's is. perfect. Well, no, no, too no. Much, too much hillbilly. That uh, that there. Uh, 
that way of speaking. <laughs> now that there, that got to me. <laughs> All right, so four and a half from Brian. Let us know what you think. Did we convince you to check out Firefly? Let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Tune in next week, same geek time, same geek podcast for all new, all different content. Thanks for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.